Welcome to yet another episode of the Shaping Design Podcast, where we help you get better at design through stories, strategies, and tactics. I am your host, Mitch Bernstein. All right, so we got a lot to cover today. This is going to be actually a little bit of a shorter episode because I have a lot more lined up, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. There's going to be a load of changes coming to the podcast, so I'm really excited to share with you some of those today. I guess I can go for the first one. The setup looks a little different, easier to look at you. I don't have to turn my whole body 90 degrees just to, to make eye contact with you and the computer at the same time. It's working to my notes. Shout out to my girlfriend for helping out with that because it was her idea to figure out how we can organize my room to look a lot better on camera. And I think it came out to be pretty good. So thanks, babe. All right. We got a couple of things I want to discuss. So there's the room change. The branding is going to be updated very soon, working on an introduction, kind of animation. I kind of hired someone for that, so we'll see what happens with that. That's still in progress, and I have a lot of lessons to teach you about hiring people on Twitter. Not today, but in another episode. So if you want to know more about that, please let me know. Uh, Another thing we're working on is a new format of the podcast, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And what kind of guests you want to listen to. So again, if you have anyone you want, uh, I've asked this on the pod before, but if you know of anyone you want on the podcast or you know of somebody that would want to be the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know and maybe we'll coordinate. Coming up on the pod, we have a number of awesome guests. I'm not going to tell you exactly who they are, but we have people who have created their own type foundries coming on. We have heads of product, we have director of products, brand designers, you name it. So if those things are interesting to you, to stick around for the next couple of weeks, and then you'll be able to hear some of those people's stories and, and some of their successes and how maybe you can replicate those. All right. So I want to talk about a couple of things that have been on my mind as of late. And by late, I mean in the past week or so. So I took off one episode recently, had to kind of get get myself together. I had a lot going on in life, a lot of Fun, fun things. Everything's good. Everything's great. Just a lot of things happening at once. And I realized that this podcast is definitely my baby. I want to make sure I give you the best quality content. I don't want to just rush something out that's not really worth it. And I decided that I didn't want to have two back-to-back solo episodes and figured this would be a good time to transition and show you some of the new things that are coming around and also start to get new things prepped for you to listen to. That is why I took off Nothing serious, no serious injuries or anything. Just needs, needed a little bit of a break, a little bit of separation, and we're back, okay? So, again, great guests that are coming up. I got to find some more, but there are, like, I think five already booked, so stick around for that. The topics I want to talk about today, there's three of them. Everyone trying to reach follower counts, so try everyone's trying to, like, monetize their Twitter, so that also leads to the subscription agency which I have a lot of thoughts on, especially after a number of guests have t- talked to me about it. We've discussed this in the pod. If you've been listening to a couple of episodes, check those out. If you haven't, in the last five episodes, I think at least we've discussed it maybe 10, 100 times. But it's an interesting topic. And I have some more recent thoughts on that. And then depression and design. And Not my depression, first of all. Let's just be very clear. I'm very happy. I'm happy where I am in life. I'm happy with my girlfriend. Very happy in this beautiful house that we have that we're renting. And yeah. So not my depression, but other people's depression. And I guess maybe my depression in the past kind of ties into this a little bit. Not really full on depression, just disappointment and sadness. 
So nothing serious. But I want to talk about that. So let's get into it. There is a new movement I've been noticing of everyone trying to create a newsletter and create a podcast and create some sort of framework template website or create this thing. And they're trying to produce something, some sort of valuable content or whatever that gets them a follower count and then eventually monetize that follower count. And I think that there's some good things and bad things about this in the past. We generally were never focused on that, especially because there was no ad revenue that came out of it. Now, recently with Elon Musk's new X platform of creating new revenue models for creators, which I think is an awesome thing. People can make money off of this. I do think it's going to degrade the quality of content because people were sharing things in the past of things that they thought were cool. And now they're sharing things that they think can get them followers. And some things might be cool, but you might be noticing there's a lot of four free fonts that you must download today because they're awesome. And they put it like a white text on the image background or something. And it's old guys. Come on, stop it. Stop feeding into it. You got to lay off. It just shows me that a lot of people are invaluable in that they don't necessarily have a lot of things to share that are really useful. People, you can't get better at design just by following somebody. You actually have to do design. <laughs> like you have to practice. And it makes me sad because it makes me want to leave the design industry altogether in the capacity of just being able to contribute what I can and then move on and, and not want to help people. But I know that if I can share what I know, hopefully it could elevate somebody else's design skills and get them to be better at design and help their community. And by community, I mean their workforce or whatnot, whatever. Yeah, it's all i got to say about that. I, it doesn't, it's not inspiring when you see so many people do the same thing. And I've noticed that people copy like the image or video that somebody else made that for their content, like movies, like, a, I don't know, like a recording of a screen recording of a, a website scrolling or something like that, that they made in Webflow or Framer or whatever tool. And then somebody else who didn't make it would steal it from the creator post it on their Twitter and say, look at this person's awesome stuff. But they wouldn't quote tweet it. They would just copy the actual imagery, content, whatever it is. I have a big problem with this because now there's ad revenue at stake. So you're obviously doing it to get followers and whatever. I get it's, yeah, you want to elevate people, blah, blah, blah. That's what people say when, you know, they're also trying to get you to work for them and not give you money. So there's a lot of new newsletters that are coming out where they're just posting other people's work without their permission. They're just finding it online and tagging them in it. It's the same thing as Instagram. It's the same thing on all, all the platforms. I don't recommend it. I don't think it's a good thing. I think it degrades our community. I think if you're specifically focusing on one thing and you're highlighting them and actually adding maybe some context to it, like a critique, you're trying to dissect it and 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 articulate it for people who don't quite understand or just adding more value to that content, I think that's fine. If you're adding it to a newsletter and explaining it in a newsletter or something like that, great. But don't you also feel like jaded if somebody took your work and then got 10,000 views, but when you posted, you got 100 views and they didn't give you any of the ad revenue that they made off of your content? I think that's pretty shitty. 
So designers, please stop doing that. I don't think people like it when they realize that this is actually happening to them. I think sometimes they, they like it because, oh, I'm getting followers, but you're not going to get a thousand followers in a minute if you sh let someone else share your work. I just find that something bad about it. There's something like just slimy about it. It's just, it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't feel like a very honorable way to make money. And I don't want to make money by cheating people because that creates a lot of distrust. And I'm already starting to create to form that distrust with people that I see doing this. So if you're doing this, I don't know how I would reconcile with it, but figure out how you can and then move on. It's not the end of the world. It's just annoying to see. All right. So that's topic number one. Number two, subscription agencies. Because of the follower count, you can get more people looking at your work and then you can maybe sell more of your services or products or whatever you want to people. And people are now diving into these subscription agencies. We've talked about it a lot in the pod. I am a fan of it in the sense that I think that a lot of designers do deserve to make more money than previously they've been known to. But I am not a fan of the quality of work being produced. So when I ask some people about their recent design agency, AMA threads, whatever, they're letting people ask them questions for. I'd ask, I always ask like, how do you take vacations? Like, how do you maintain your mental health? Because now I'm noticing it more with myself that I'm able to control that by stepping away from the computer and taking a break and spending time with my girlfriend and going out and seeing people and blah, blah, blah. Many people don't know how to do this. And they dive so much into work and it's all about the money. The money is the best part. But then they forget about their health, their mental health and their physical well-being too. The subscription agency needs to evolve into something where it can accommodate you maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So if you're saying to yourself that you want to start this thing, I'm all for it. I would love to do it. Don't have time. You got to have time to do it. And it can definitely be fruitful in, in, in money. Sure. Absolutely. But is it worth risking your mental health? I don't know. How long can you go doing this subscription agency where you're on somebody else's time, not your own time? You got a month to do things, whatever you say. Uh, I see, saw somebody recently say, I think it's a two, two day design and it's a TWO day, D-A-Y. And their whole shtick is they're an agency where they create something in two days. But when I went to the website to see some of the work, I was not really that impressed and not to shit on the person, but if you're going to be charging me so much money I guess his value proposition is that it's a two-day return. So you don't have to wait a month or a week. You get in two days a new website. I can't think of a website that's really great that was made in two days. Can you? I can't, really. So you're sacrificing quality and the craft for money and time. And that's fine if that's what you want. But you're going to be known as that kind of designer, right? And Maybe that's fine because maybe you don't care. Maybe you just want to feed your family. Maybe you just have other things involved. That's totally up to you. I don't want to be known as a designer that took a cheat route to getting to be a millionaire. Like I want to be doing it honorably. I just have this need in me to do something honorably. Maybe I'm taking the wrong approach. Maybe it is about the money because 
who cares about your online presence once you've made your millions and you can go away. But I don't want to do that. I want to have great relationships with people and I want to not cheat them out of their pocket, their, their wallet in their pocket. I want to genuinely make a difference. And I can't see that business model being a successful model for being able to make money and have high quality work be produced. I don't think I'd be proud of that. And I'm a perfectionist in some capacity. But you got to know when to stop. So my advice for people who are doing subscription agencies, my advice for people who are doing subscription agencies, just be very careful and be very cautious about your own health and your own time management because people are trying to now chat with their clients on Slack. They invite them to a Slack channel. They Then they discuss these things over there instead of Trello and they have their own way of keeping tr track of tasks. Better, fine, but then you're going to realize that you're just doing the same thing you were doing for somebody else now for five people at once and you're going to burn out. If you can handle that, go for it. If you can't, don't recommend it. All right, those are my thoughts on that. And then a depression, okay? So I'm going to pull up my Twitter real quick. My X account, my X profile. What do we call it now? Uh, we never really called it like a Twitter profile. No one even said they saved my Twitter. Whatever. I think that this is a really interesting topic because somebody specifically, a account called Super High, which I've bought stuff from before, they teach you web design skills through code. And they tweeted out a picture of a meme of the guy with the girlfriend looking back at the other girl that's walking by. And he has the letters on him, D-E, so D. And then the girl next to him has Zine, like S-I-G-N, so design. And then the girl that's walking past and that he's looking at is Pression, so Design Depression. And I was shocked that an account that teaches web design skills, web coding skills, posted this. And it has one response that says, ouch, on it. But it is 12.5, yeah, 12.5 thousand views. And I quote tweeted it and I say, depressed people listen to sad songs, but it's not clear if the songs make them more depressed or they listen because they're depressed, which is a study that I referenced from many years ago that talked about how depressed people usually listen to a special type of music. It's music with like sad lyrics and, and it sounds very sad. And the scientists in the studies were not claiming it caused the depression, but they didn't know what caused the depression. Either it was the songs that was leading them to it, or it was a symptom of being depressed. I am under the impression that is a symptom of being depressed. I don't think a song really can make you depressed over time, but maybe it can, who knows? But then I go on to say, are depressed people attracted to design? Does design make people depressed? Or is it just a common predisposition of sorts? Genuinely, a genuine question. So many designers I know face depression, and that worries me deeply, which it does. If y'all uh, need to get motivation back, hit me up with a DM. So if you guys are a little down, hit me up. Be happy to cheer you up. But it got me wondering, because a lot of people responded, people that I respected. And some people that I didn't even know. Some people even responded to me and then deleted the message. So I was able to see before they deleted it because Twitter doesn't really work very well. Actually, Clara 
I responded, I have gone through years of depression and honestly, design is such a healthy way to create something for me that is actually has a healing effect. And I love that because that was the first response I got that was positive in the sense that design actually helped in a sense. But a lot of people said things like there's plenty of reasons, but the freelance path, not necessarily design, can really isolate people. And on the long run, that has many negative effects. Talking from experience, liking design is so much, liking design so much made me a workaholic and dealing with clients facing isolation made it for me. So Alejandro E, thank you for your response. And also thank you, Clara. If you haven't seen Clara's episode, check it out. But Alejandro was very honest. And so was also David Fish. I cannot pronounce your last name. So sorry, David. David, you said, wonder if it has anything to do with finding fulfillment and realization, something uh, somewhere deep down that pushing rectangles isn't as fulfilling as they think it is. Yeah, I don't think rectangles are very fulfilling. They can be filled with color, but not with your soul. There were also just so many responses to that and more. And again, some of them were deleted. Some people reached out to me. I just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with trying to help yourself. I just want to kind of say I'm not an expert in this. Have I been sad in the past too? Yeah. And I've noticed that for me, being behind a computer 24-7 and seeing no human and having no no one as in a relationship to help keep you grounded or help you step away from the computer and do something with them. If you don't have a distraction from the work, if you don't have a way, an outlet or a way out to find peace of mind, relaxation, treat yourself in any way, if you can't find that, you're going to be very sad and lonely, which will lead to depression. We as humans are innately social creatures that cannot change at least it hasn't changed in the past whatever thousand multiple thousands of years right hundreds of thousands we can't survive as a species without each other to reproduce but also to actually just enjoy life we need each other and i'm calling on every designer in the industry to be there for each other in a sense i'm not going to say that we should be 100% dedicating all of our effort to helping every single one of you, right? Like everyone has to find the solution to their own problems. But if you see a friend that's sad, reach out, say hi, see what's going on. Maybe check in on them if you haven't spoken to them in a while. But there's a very strange thing that like a lot of designers are very depressed, right? And it's not just design, obviously it, it exists in every industry, but there's a very special thing with it in design where these designers are making so much money and yet they're not happy. Our craft is unique in that there is no real certification for it. And we can make so much more money than those who are certified. But also we get to decide what our job truly is. We're very picky. We're very privileged in a sense. We get to choose what kind of work we want to do. Like most people don't get to choose that, right? 
they have three options and they got to choose one of those three options or they have to do all three options because that's life or death at that point. And for us, we get to choose which rectangles we want to draw, right? For web, mobile, for enterprise, freelance, startup, we get to choose that. And we have really great options afterwards. We get healthcare in some cases, we can get equity in some cases, we can have fulfillment and passion projects for in some cases. We have to work with friends if we want to and family. It's just so unique what we get to do. And we should not be depressed about that. But you can't control depression always. You can trick your body into not being depressed, which is what I tried to do. And so when I was in exiting college, I was a little, a little sad and when I was in SF, it was really depressing because I couldn't really hang out with my friends as much as I want to. It's too expensive to take an Uber down to South SF. But wherever that is, obviously, I was not really a SF native. <laughs> but I just remember, like, it was just very depressing. Like, even during COVID, like, you couldn't see people. The times in which I was not with people and I was either doing a lot of work in school, trying to just get grades and not seeing my friends and hanging out and then saying, no, I have to study for tests. And when I'm working at a startup or when I'm working at an enterprise and I'm doing a lot of work, the times in which I don't see people for an extended period of time is when I get very sad. And I've noticed online, a lot of my colleagues have also expressed this. Some people keep saying it's one person said that there was clients that were mean to them and it made them feel like shit. And then they realized they were worth more and then they didn't feel that bad anymore. I think that can definitely lead to that if you take it to heart. I don't think it's the majority of the case because that could happen in any job, right? It's not exclusive to design. It's like, what is the thing that's making designers depressed versus everyone else depressed? And I think it's the same thing that I was saying before. There's a screen in front of you and you're isolated. You're in a box, you're in a room, like I'm in a room. I'm in a very nice room, right? Very well designed. At least this side of it is. If those who are listening, I'm pointing behind me essentially but you don't have to be you have the choice to go out and meet people find someone for you that wants to spend every day with you and then keep them close and, and hold on to them forever I was very fortunate I was able to do that during COVID early on in COVID so it wasn't that bad for me but for some people it was terrible the idea of staying inside and there's not much I can do for you except to tell you that you need to go see people. I can't cure your depression. You have to cure yourself. You have to find meaning in the work that you do. You have to find someone that loves you. And you have to spend time with people that make you happy. That's how you get not depressed. That's how you undepress yourself. That's how you find happiness. That's what I've been trying to do the past couple of years. And I found that I was able to find my purpose. I was able to find, or at least find multiple purposes for myself. I was able to find someone that I loved. And also I was able to find people to be with. And these things help remedy my, I wouldn't even call it depression. It's not depression. My sadness. And a lot of people online who are facing far worse depression, I advise you to do the same. Find somebody, find multiple people, hang out with them, do things away from the computer. Drawing rectangles is not the point of your life. You are not here to draw rectangles and pay taxes. That's not your life. Okay? Heed my warning. Listen if you, or if you don't listen. But 
that's just something that's on top of mind that I wanted to share. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I know it's a little short, but stay tuned to next week. We got, I think we actually have two recordings happening this week. So next week, you'll be in for a treat. We'll see which one I edit and then post. All right. Until next time. Thank you.